good morning madam good morning friends today i am assigned to take a seminar on anyalum buses a feminism post uh, colonialism and post colonialism we our group was assigned to take uh, uh, give an explanation on uh, pages 190 191 and 192 so let me read through some of the lines in the essay women's movements have often been closely aligned with working class struggles as in mexico chile and peru in brazil feminism was transformed and expanded by working class women so the working class women were instrumental in developing the women's movements and uh, making them a great success at a national feminist conference in 1987 for example 79% of the participants were also active in black labor working class church and other political movements so the main leaders or the initiators in the in black uh, black women uh, feminism black feminism and uh, labor working class and church and other political movements were uh, were, were the main part participants in the feminist conference in 1987 this is easy to understand why women in several colonial or neo colonial situations would identify more readily with anti imperialist or working class struggles than with the dominant demands or concerns of white west world feminism so the major concern of the uh, working class women is not the uh, issue not the raising issue of um white feminist uh, feminist uh, or, or the feminism that was originated in uh, originated in the west was not uh, not accepted as a though it was accepted as a popular version uh, popular version of feminism the real feminism uh, is not the not that of the white part Uh, as a south african the feminist put said burning one's bra to like, uh, declare one's liberation as a woman did not con- uh, connect psychically as did the act of a buddhist monk who made a human pyre of himself to protest the american occupation of vietnam and perhaps that was the point we were a people under siege as women we identified this, with this the national liberation struggle was our struggle so uh, the west uh, the struggles in the west was not Uh, at all uh, uh, like a protest it was like some uh, the, something it was a protest but uh, that was not in the proper sense so you think that uh, the protests were not uh, liberate uh, liberatory or it was it uh, doesn't have the motive of a liberation it it, uh, it had only the essence of some uh, white prejudiced prejudice 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 woman in in its front of course in the process of process of drawing this distinction between women's moments we should care, be careful not to homogenize say the first world war or third world war woman so the first world war and third world war women or the or the victims in that uh, that world war cannot be uh, homogenized in each case concentrations of class color religion location and sexuality have divided the women's moments and their dominant concerns so uh, in each each age so if you are in each era the needs and the uh, and uh, and the uh, limitations or the concentrations that must be addressed were increasing 
that was increased increasing from the first world war from uh, to the third world war to the world war if black women within the united states have questioned the politics of white feminism in that country then independent feminists in india have made valuable contributions in raising issues of sexuality and violence that were downplayed by nationalists of left wing women's groups so black women within the united states have questioned uh, the politics of white feminism in the country and and the feminists in uh, in india raised the issues that were the burning issues in the country that were otherwise uh, relegated or downplayed by the nationalists and left wing women's groups so uh, though uh, the needs and uh, needs of the uh, women during the third world war and the first world war were different they were uh, common in some of the aspects that's the point that is trying to be conveyed through these lines if on the one hand middle class white women's movements have not sufficiently addressed questions of class and race then on the other hand nationalist or class struggles class based struggles have historically subordinated questions of women's autonomy or sexuality so to supposed larger concerns so here this is just trying to trying to observe uh, middle class white women movements um, was uh, not a, uh, sufficient uh, have not has not sufficiently addressed the questions of class and race the nationalist or class these struggles have uh, subordinated so in a, in, uh, in two aspects the uh, women's uh, sexuality and autonomy were uh, so, uh, the needs in uh, sexuality and autonomy were uh, sometimes uh, considered as larger concern so it has not been easy for post colonial women to raise questions of sexuality and sexual orientation that were the uh, taboos in those uh, those uh, times and the uh, and as the uh, progress in the waves of uh, feminism happened these were uh, later concerned considered in several countries including bangladesh china eastern europe kenya and nigeria lesbianism has been rendered invisible so in some of the countries uh, it is it remains unidentified bangladesh china eastern europe kenya and nigeria lesbianism and being rendered invisible or uh, it, it is it is not visible there but in many other places such as philippines it has become a major issue so in some countries uh, it is it is subject subjective to the locality or the country that uh, that is in consideration so in uh, um, according to the reports from the philippines the lesbianism is a rampant issue there in other countries such as india there has been an attempt to uh, attempt by a widespread uh, spectrum of women's organization to articulate questions of sexual and domestic violence alongside those of secularism or of equal pay for work so sexual and domestic uh, domestic violence uh, the uh, activism uh, or the activities against um the atrocities against women were also addressed along with the uh, issues of equal pay for equal work and that of secularism so the the issues uh, that were 
the atrocities against the women was not only uh, uh, that is ideologically that is also physical that is the uh, uh, idea that is conveyed through the major political uh, major movements major feminist movements in the country in our country india on the whole the experience of post colonial women's movements has underlined that the fight against state repression and rape against uh, racism and patriarchy or for better working conditions and for choice of sexual orientations cannot be pitted against each other but need to be simultaneously addressed so the uh, each issue has to be considered separately the experience of post colonial women's uh, movements has been underlined that the fight against state and repression state repression of rape against racism and patriarchy or for better conditions to better sexual orientation so uh, two uh, considerations are there, there are state repression and rape and uh, and uh, and the protesting uh, protest against uh, the lack of better working conditions and for sexual uh, choice of uh, sexual orientation so this is saying that each issue has to be separately addressed in order to get a proper result cannot be pitted against each other but need to be simultaneously addressed because it can be the issues are more delicate issues must be these issues must be properly addressed in order to get proper results that is the idea conveyed to the conveyed by anilumba post colonial women's moments of different hues have tried to make visible their indigenous roots and thus challenge the assumptions that women's activism in the post-colonial world is only inspired by its western counterpart so the uh, indigenous roots or the or the local uh, or the local or the eastern parts of or the colonial parts of the feminism colonial parts of feminism uh, that is uh, the feminism from the previous colonies uh, colonies of the of britain or uh, of britain has tried to make an attempt to uh, uh, attempt to raise their issues by uh, by presenting their own uh, indigenous roots they have their own issues uh, according to their locality their individuality their country's customs and traditions so that was harmed by the britain as their culture was harmed by the britain the race, uh, the main issues were also hided by hided uh, under the veil of uh, western feminism this has involved the rewriting indigenous histories appropriating pre-colonial symbols and mythologies and amplifying where possible the voice of women themselves so uh the uh, instead of being veiled under the uh, under the western wave of western wave or western ideology of feminism they try to put forth their own ideology about feminism by by exposing their own pre-colonial symbols and mythologies and amplifying where possible the voice of their women themselves since colonialism often eroded 
certain women friendly traditions images and institutions it is important to recover women friendly aspects of the pre colonial past so uh, some uh, some of the uh, roots or some of the main uh, major foundations of the women friendly traditions were destructed by the by that of the colonial masters the the indigenous people have to extract it from the it from deep under the under the rocks or rocks to to make it uh, to present the treasure before the world so there were in many traditions there were uh, uh, there were uh, women friendly traditions that is uh, we can say that uh there were women friendly traditions that is uh, uh, in uh, in the arab countries there is uh, a law against those who uh, molest the modesty of a, uh, those who uh, outrage the modesty of a woman and in in, uh, in the hindu mythology also there was uh, though it was uh, dominantly against some of the women uh, Where some of the rights we enjoy now uh, in the t- in terms of feminism or the uh, all the rights enjoyed by women there was a uh, there was some of the, uh, some rights to be uh, the some rights that were enjoyed in the pre colonial or the traditional uh, or the or the medieval times in our country also it can be traced back from some of the sacred uh, sacred text where where the where sita uh, the lawful wife of lord rama was uh, was uh, was trying to uh, trying to uh, make her test of purity and ultimately rama is trying to, uh, rama is in a way make made a, a person who is accountable for uh, his uh, wife's exile he made his wife to be uh, to be exiled so sita had the power to be to be received by the uh, by mother earth and ultimately ramayana ends there the uh, the journey of rama ends there where sita is uh, is taken by or sita uh, for sita the earth is opened by the mother earth mother opened her heart in order to receive receive her daughter she is uh, now she is uh, then sitting on the lap of the mother earth and that was the privilege enjoyed by the women in uh, the tradition india or the uh, vedic or medieval india and uh, since colonial so often uh, 
now uh, the next line however there is obvious obvious danger of closing over the patriarchal aspects of indigenous cultures especially as these are consistently amplified and strengthened in some cases by the post-colonial states and in other cases by the fundamentalist groups groupings within the states also the there is also a threat of the patriarchal aspects of indigenous culture cultures so uh, in both aspects uh, in one uh, one way uh, the traditional cultures support in uh, in, uh, in very uh, very meager aspects but in some uh, the most of the um, aspects are not uh, positive or uh, on the side of feminism they are against the side of feminism they are against uh, female so so they must be uh, thrown out or they must be must not be considered as important so uh, the feminists or the post-colonial feminists are trying to make it a sideline to uh, avail their freedom but they were not uh, considering them as uh, as the ultimate end that should be achieved by a woman or a, an activist today post-colonial women's movements have to negotiate with the dynamics of globalization on the one hand and of the post-colonial nation state on the other so two uh, issues are there for there to negotiate with for the post-colonial women's movements that is dynamics of globalization on the one hand and of the post-colonial nation state on the other so globalization often produced the general effects of colonialism so globalization was actually the outcome of colonialism in a way according to this essay in this particular line women's labor was universally expropriated so they they were exploited to the to the ultimate and they were they were used actually they were considered as commodities or they were considered as uh, if we consider the lines in these essay they were considered as colonial machines and that of and that way they were considered as guinea pigs for fertility and other medical experiments so and the recipients of drugs and contraceptives banned in the west so as uh, if we consider the dictum or the or the uh, description about or the short description about the about the uh, about the description of east by the westerners the orient is always or the east is always the residue or the waste uh, of uh, or the leftover of the west the uh, what is relegated or what is thrown out in the west is something which is accumulated and propagated as the east and that is the ideology put forward by the westerners about the east and many of the many uh, many of the women are exploited before medical experiments and pattern uh, to feed the colonial machine that is 
ஏன்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும்னும
global imbalances profoundly structure feminist agendas in the post colonial world so uh, the global imbalances that were created do, uh, due to the due to this uh, this change in the ideologies as well as the uh, as well as the practices practices um, created uh, um, created a structure uh, structured feminist agendas in the post colonial world however the images of the sisyphus statum should not lead us to suppose an eternal victim status for those within it uh, and in 1987 one south african feminist predicted i think there will be a different kind of feminism coming out of africa to the extent that postcolonial uh, women women's women have increasingly begun to articulate both specificity of women issues and their profound interlinkages with the community at large that prediction is certainly coming true so the image of sisyphus status should not lead us to subsign an eternal victim status for those within it so the myth of sisyphus the sisyphus in the sisyphus myth there there is the that curse is uh, that uh, curse is eternal but this uh, this uh, ideology or this image of uh, sisyphus status must not convey uh, to us an idea that this suffering is ultimate uh, ultimate or the victims are uh, are eternal sufferers sufferers uh, and to supplement that supplement that uh, the sst is trying to uh, say about an argument put forward by one uh, one of the south american feminists i think there will be a different kind of feminism coming out of africa so the accepted feminism that was presented by the westerners westerners is trying to be distracted and construct an another feminism another feminism from uh, from that uh, broken images and uh, broken ima- images of uh, of western intensity of feminism yeah, the intense feminism in the, uh, in the intense ideology of Femini- uh, western feminism is trying to be reconstructed by that of uh, that of the african feminism or the black feminism to the extent that post colonial uh, women's movements have increasingly began to articulate both the specificity of women's issues and their profound interlinkage with the community at large so they are considering the issues in two levels that is they articulate the specificity of women's issues they must not be considered or intermingled with any other they must be given given a uh, separate identity their issues must be given a separate identity as well as the, they should be given a separate identity and their profound interlinkage with the community at large and they are not their issues must be uh, must be uh, must be specified uh, specified or uh, their issues must be addressed separately or their their issues must be um, must be considered uh, separately but separately not in the sense that they must not be intermingled with uh, other other worlds worlds feminist issues but they must be given proper care or an intensive care and that prediction uh, and and they uh, and they, uh, they also put forward their profound interlinkage with the community at large
so uh, a community the women's community that may, that may be the uh, focus of anyalumba uh, through the uh, through the world community so the women's community in a large uh, a, in they are also included in the community women's community at large that particular uh, and uh, the anyalumba is uh, saying or concluding her words by saying that that is actually coming true and that is the uh, that is actually the end of the essay uh, this essay is uh, trying to make the uh, f- uh, different levels of feminism uh, that is in the uh, that was present in the post colonial and post colonial either the uh, profound ideology that were put forward by the westerners about feminism that is uh, is uh, trying to be uh, uh, reconstructed through the real issues that were suffering by the black feminists or the uh, south american feminists and uh, that is the main concern of this essay thank you for uh, uh, thank you for listening uh, patiently and have a nice day